Jason Cartel. No, no guests this week. Nope. Not, not, not today. Thank God, I'm, I'm burnt out. We've been talking a lot. Yeah. Although, when we have guests on, we do talk less. <laughs> For sure. I think we, we talk over most of our guests. I think so, too. It, it's different different ranges. I don't think it's... Well, I think we're both afraid of silences, and silences well, yeah. do happen if we're not kind of pushing it forward. We have this message that if we... Uh... We start off the episode being very aggressive with a bunch of things. The guests will realize how it works and hopefully join in. Right. And then Sometimes later on, we're like, oh, we need to include the guests. Right. Yeah. Like, the episode with Alejandro, he didn't get much in. But also, I think he was just kind of shy. Mm. He was that. also eating. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And with, like... Emma, Emma was Emma had good contributions. Mm-hmm. It was definitely we were talking way more than her, but she was like chiming in often enough that I didn't feel like guilty. Yeah, I don't know where she wanted the conversation to go. Yeah, I was hoping I'd get somewhere she'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my unemployment hit at once. Did I already mention that? No, that's good. Yeah, um, finally got past the scrutinization. Yeah, yeah, they thought I was defrauding the state. Yeah, they had a message for a while. It's like we believe twenty percent of the claims are defrauding the state. And I was like, oh, well, my account's not one of them. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, we think that you're lying, and I think it's probably because I've never done taxes before. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were probably like you're not in our records or whatever. No, I'm. I'm really curious, like what our differences were. Because I've never done taxes either. Hmm. What job did you write down? Like what your profession was? I was a dishwasher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I said uh, editor. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That'll do it. Um, Maybe I seem like a more higher class unemployed right. person, and they were like, <laughs> we well, gotta yeah, let's track cool. this guy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Had upper class privilege with unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I filed for unemployment, or so I filed unemployment later. But I filed. They ask you like when you became unemployed, and so I was like counted for the week before they started doing the crazy unemployment stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably why they checked because it's like, oh, sense. you're trying to get this huge bulk payment all at once. Yeah, because um, I, I only got. Uh, I was like, I got unemployed during the the big money part mm. like not like at the start of it right like i lost my job way later than other people lost their job so mine was more like they were like oh he's only applying for the most recent week this this is a fresh guy that makes sense <clears throat> yeah so yeah okay yeah it does make sense that they wanted to check in yeah um was still really inconvenient, and I lived in, in abject poverty for a few weeks, which is not hard or bad or anything. Well, that's not true about abject poverty, but it was not hard or bad for me because there was a rent freeze at Metal Fret. Um, and we have the food pantry that's only for university students. That's fucked up, by the way. But there's a food pantry in Ann Arbor only, only for, for uni- university that students. That is pretty fucked up. Um, so why, why is that your policy? Can't y'all change that? 
Us? Yeah. In Metal Frat. Oh, the Metal Frat has a food pantry? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the Maze and Blue one. So it's oh, like the Maze and Blue one. I yeah, thought you were saying a Metal Frat ran one. No, yeah. That'd be okay. cool. That'd be sweet. We should. No, that, but yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it all hit at once, and it was for the amount of $7,500, which was, lot. yeah, it's That's more money so than I've ever much. owned in my entire life. Like, a, yeah, holy cow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't realize how cheap I was living until unemployment was like, oh, right. here's what we think the base person is. I'm like, oh, fuck. Right, yeah. Like, the 175, like, the baseline for what unemployment usually is, like, that's still, like, three times what I make in yeah. a week anyway. Um, yeah, so... It's, like, it's really made me think, too, like, I've been uh, going back to the country a little more often this summer, mm-hmm. and it's made me think, like, wow, being poor in the city is completely different than being poor in the country what what are your notes my notes yeah like what what are some what are your uh what do you notice there oh just like like two people making the same money if they're in the city they could be like renting or living home like home to home like just they're trying to find the cheapest place to stay and we're living in the country you own you still own a house or a shed at these mm-hmm. like everyone's got like sort of like a field even if it's like just like like uh, 200 feet they still have it mm-hmm. where here people just don't even have that land property right yeah that's a really significant thing it's, it's so they have weird. like family or friends that they live in their land like they mm, live yeah. with somebody who owns the land that's really interesting <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, I've never lived in the country. It's this weird thing, too, because, like, the transition from the country to the city is, like, you own land, and then you give up your land to live in a suburb, and then after a suburb, you move to the city, but then stuff doesn't work out, and now you don't own land or have a home. That's fucked up. (laughs) Like, you make a risk. That's unlucky. Um, Speaking about riches to rags... I've been watching more Arrested Development. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was told that the fourth season was trash, mm-hmm. and then they re-edited it to make it better. I completely disagree. Yeah? I have, I have <clears throat> the hardest disagree. I think the original edit of season four is the greatest season of Arrested Development. Really? Yeah. You like the the like asymmetric story structure? Uh, it was just nonlinear. Yeah, yeah. It, it had a nonlinear story structure that was parallel in every episode. Mm-hmm. So every episode would start around the same time, then go in a future to the same time, and then go into like a middle zone in the same time. Yeah, like they they kept the same pattern, and because they like if it was just completely random, mm-hmm. I would see how it would be hard for people to grasp. But because they kept it in the same pattern, I was like, I'm shocked that people even complained about this. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Well, I, it's I thought like, it was some of the best television I've ever seen. Because they're like, their whole thing is that they're the smart show, you know? Like, back in 2004, they were like the comedy for the yuppies. Yeah, no, they, they set the uh, outline for how to do a single camera sitcom. 
Yeah. And they came out. And so they had like all this wacky structure and interlocking ideas. And like I could see how like season four comes around and they're like, we're going to boost it. We're going to make the most wacky yeah. inter interlaced story ever. Like I felt like from season one, two, and three, their writing structure went up. And then instead of taking off where they left off with the writing structure, it's like, well, we've been out of work for a couple of years. We've improved even more. We'll show how much we've improved. Mm -hmm. Make the best thing we've made so far. Like That's the thing I hate the worst when stuff is made years later because for the most part i like it like i like uh cobra kai mm -hmm. uh, what's that movie karate kid yeah the karate kid tv show reboot and all that i've enjoyed mm -hmm. all that but then star wars i think the reason people don't enjoy it is because instead of innovating they just try to make the old stuff in today's standards that's Where true the reason the old stuff was good was because it's innovating yeah so because the rest of development like continued innovating i'm like i'm so impressed with this that's and true. i think i didn't watch the recut mm -hmm. i didn't watch it but i i i've started season five mm -hmm. and i believe like season five is probably shot similar to how the recut was cut to be mm -hmm. because they're like this is the style people will appreciate and I don't enjoy the first couple episodes of Steven, season five yet. Mm -hmm. Like, season four was so good, and then it just fell off. Yeah, I, don't, I think I even got through season five. Um, but season four, I, like, I still enjoyed season four. Like, season four was still good. Um, yeah, it was, like, it, it was less of, like, a season four of community and more of, like, a later office seasons sort of thing you know mm. um yeah i'm watching community i just got through season four yeah worse than i remember it's so bad yeah because like the last few times i've watched it like i knew that there was i knew this... it was worse but i didn't realize how worse yeah it's like paying attention to it like do you remember the puppet episode yeah which one uh the season four puppet episode which what what happened? Um, I don't, nothing. Nothing happened. It's no, but like, what's the conceit? Why are they puppets? Um, therapy, I think. But they do like a they do like a musical with is it. Is it the Christmas? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. It's um, this is post Christmas puppets. This is uh, it seemed like they just wanted to do an episode with puppets. Like it barely even came up that they were puppets. Who's therapy? Uh, Britta. Because she's a psych major and she's running that whole thing. But, like, who was the target of the therapy? Just the whole group? Everyone, yeah. <laughs> Everyone needed it. Um, Whose who's idea was to use puppets? Either Britta or, like, the Dean. I don't know. I, I don't remember this. And I watched yeah. it, like, a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's So they have songs... But the songs aren't funny. It's like they're singing... And like I think the joke's supposed to be that they're singing songs. And it's like, that's wacky. Mm. But we've already seen that before. So it's that's not like a new thing. And it, it wouldn't even really be that funny. Like, if you like really leaned into it, I could see it being funny if it was on the first time. But they're not even leaning into it. Like, they're making jokes every once in a while. But they're like really flaccid. And like... Yeah, it's just... That's what I feel like when I'm like, oh, this is what a college writing team is like. <laughs> Yeah, like if the every three weekly decided they wanted to make a show, yeah, it would look like that. No, no diss. It's like they know the patterns, but they don't know why they're doing them. Yeah, yeah. But then season five is like really refreshing to be like, 
oh, season four kind of sucked. And then season six is like, okay, this is good. Yeah. We were closing on a good note. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten into season five yet. Um, mm, so unemployment money, I saved like 4,000, uh, I saved like 5,000 of it. And that's just so that I have rent and grocery money for the, until I graduate. Nice. Um, and then I just have this other money. Um, I bought a basketball. It's, it's like, there's so many things that like, I've never been able to buy because I don't yeah. have the money, but I want them. Um, so I bought like a basketball, I bought, um... He did white trash spend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because basketballs are expensive, like, you I could never money, justify you're like, it. You well, I'm gonna buy random, I buy objects. Yeah, yeah, exactly, buy objects. Um, I bought, this is a different level, I bought a gaming PC. Damn. Um, it was, it was a really good deal. Because you um, didn't have a PC before, did you? Mm, I had a laptop, but yeah. it was a Mac laptop, and it's a 10-year-old Mac laptop. Um, yeah, so I got a PC, it was a really good deal, it was $450, um, and the PC, if I had built it myself with the same parts, it would have been 550 Wow. Yeah, I got it on Craigslist just from a guy that, like, upgraded it. It's huge, like, it's huge. It's, like, however big you think a PC is, and then imagine that you, like, taped four together in a block, because, like, the case is really big. Cause the That's dude, wild. The dude was ambitious, like, he thought he was going to, yeah. like, upgrade it, but then he just got a new case mm. when he did upgrade it. Um, yeah, I, it has no, the dude was a serious gamer, so it doesn't have Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, he just, like, hooked it up to LAN Love and that. wired everything, so I bought a Wi-Fi Bluetooth card. No, yeah, it's hooked up to LAN right now, but in Metal Frat, there's no LAN ports in the um, rooms, so nice. you have to run a line like through the hallway and like that's through nice. your room. Yeah, uh, which I could like if I really wanted to, I could just, make like, tape it. Yeah, I could like yeah. tape it up and make it look like I don't know, cool steampunk. Um, but I'd rather just have. Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and it's only like $20 for a card, mm. and I hope I'll be able to install it, because I've never done anything yeah, with like gotta, PCI ports. You gotta help me after you learn how to install stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I always want to add a second uh, monitor to my computer, but mm. it doesn't have a card for it. Oh. Because it, I got it like very bare bones, mm. so if you learn how to do that, you maybe can help me learn yeah. how to put a card in the computer. Yeah, it looks like all the cards are in the same type of port, like they're all named the same thing, but some are really big and some are really small, yeah, and I, I don't know I just know don't know why. where to put the wires in and any of that. It's fucked up. <sighs> I, bought I bought a basketball, like there's a, there's a step between basketball and a PC. It's exactly what Leffen did. Yeah. Leffen broke his leg, or sprained his ankle because he was playing basketball all summer. Mm. And I was like, oh, back to video games. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I bought, like, gifts. Because mm. there's, like, birthdays and stuff coming up. Like, my mom's birthday and Elena's yeah. birthday. And I can say that because neither of them listen to my podcast. <laughs> um... I got, you know, you know, this, um, it's a, so they have a bunch of, like, 
really ugly stuffed animals. They're not yeah. all ugly, but they have a lot of stuffed I like, animals. I like their stuffed animals. Yeah, and their favorite ones are the really ugly ones and the ones that sing. So I got them a really ugly singing stuffed animal. Okay. Um, and that's July 7th, and then my mom's birthday is tomorrow. And I, I don't even know. I got her this mug that says there could be wine in here because we have, we like joke about like the wine mom stereotype mm-hmm. and how it's like really weird and misogynist and really weird that like people take it onto themselves. Yeah. It's like moms be drinking. Um, but that feels like too much of a gag gift. So I kind of want to buy something else, mm-hmm. but like, I don't even know what my mom wants. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like my gift giving style or like what I think of when I think of giving gifts to people is like objects that they would want or need, mm-hmm. which is an I, awful yeah. way to do gifts. Well, I want to give, I always want to give gifts that I think people will use or yeah. it's like things that they, they would buy if they had like a bunch of extra money. Yeah. So now they got unemployment money. I'm like, well, I, I'm just, I just want to do what they would do if they were in my situation. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for me to like buy gifts for my friends, like for like Amanda and Elena and stuff because yeah, like there are things that I have the money for that they maybe also have the money for or maybe don't. But they don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. Like they can't justify the purchase. But like that's not true for my parents who both have like secure jobs mm-hmm. and a home and two kids. Yeah. It's a different ground. Yeah. So I want to, I don't know, I want to like get something that's like thoughtful but also useful. I got them books last Christmas. Awful choice. Yeah. yeah I was like tearing myself up about it the whole time because that's like you're giving someone a job for, for Christmas. On. I want to pause this conversation yeah. and see if we can invite a guest on to talk about gift giving. Okay. Because like we're at different stages where I feel like I've learned how to give good gifts. You're in the process of learning how to go give good gifts. And Asher's just like very recently been like, oh, buying gifts, here's how you can do good ones. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'll be right back after the uh, interlude. <laughs> What are we discussing? So I've I've brought Asher on the podcast. Thank you for joining us, Asher. Of course. The topic is gift giving. Oh, Um, something we don't. Something we don't do. I think we should say our names at the beginning of the podcast. Oh yeah. In case we get new listeners and they're like, "Who? Who's who?" Right. Right. Well, I'm Will. I'm Noah. I'm Asher. Yeah. Cool. So, we're talking about how, how hard it is to give good gifts. It's very hard to give good gifts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so the situation as it is, um, it's Elena's birthday on the 7th and my mom's birthday on the 3rd. Okay. Elena, it took some thinking and it's like still hard, but it's like attainable. And I got them a gift that I feel pretty happy about. Um, and Noah pointed this out that it's easier to give gifts to people that like 
you have the money to get them something that they either don't have the money to get or they have the money to get but can't like justify the purchase it's like something that like they would feel bad about buying but still want and you can right. get that or wouldn't necessarily get for themselves yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that they'll still like use and enjoy right yeah um whereas like my mom like she's an adult like a grown-up and like i don't think there's anything that she would want but wouldn't want to pay the money for that i have the money for you know it's like there are things that adults like middle class adults buy that they're like splurging on but yeah like, like it could be like ooh, new tv exactly it's but it's like a taste thing right yeah. it's like i think that this tv could be a little bit better or like oh i think that these like the silverware is cool, so I'm going to yeah. buy that or whatever. It's like just modular upgrades. And I don't know what things that people want to modularly upgrade or what they're happy right. with. Um, so, like, that's not even a, a thing. It's like I can't, like, buy my mom, I don't know. For Elena, they have, like, a stuffed animal collection, and I got them. A, and they have, their favorites are the ones that sing. And I got them a singing stuffed animal that sings okay. The Gambler. It's a dog that plays poker. Nice. Um, yeah. That's, oh, I didn't know that. That's, yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, we're, we're very pro poker right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Although, I, well, I'll talk about it later. Go on. And I got my mom, it's like this mug that says it, it could be wine in here. It's like a wine mom cup because we like, we both think it's very, the whole wine mom trope is very weird and funny and like misogynistic. Mm. So it's just, I don't know, like past birthdays I've gotten her like, wine themed mother's day cards and stuff like that um it's just funny but it's like a gag gift right and i don't right. want to like get my mom only a gag gift so i feel like, like i'm so much else. better at gag gifts than like actual yeah gifts. it's so much easier and it's like there's like thought to it i don't think a gag gift is right only bad like it can be only bad but like i think there's like if i only gave my mom that mug she'd be like oh that's that's somewhat thoughtful yeah because i like i I like gag gifts, but I feel like I kind of subconsciously go by the rule of, like, is this gag gift going to take up, like, unwanted space yeah. in wherever they keep it? And if so, then it's just, like, uh, no, forget right. it. Right. Like, do they just have to, like, throw it away right yeah. after? It's, like, uh, that's giving them a chore. <laughs> yeah. That's My grandma kind of being an asshole. Yeah. My grandma always gives, like, a mixture where she'll give, like, half gag gifts that... I will keep, and then half that I'll be like, okay, and then it goes away. Like the slime. <laughs> I like that she gives you that many gag gifts that is, <laughs> you can split them 50-50 like that. It's like, a, it's like a basket of, like, ten, like, small trinkets. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So it'll be, like, slime. No, every t- when, I was, when I was a lot younger, every single time I visit my grandfather, he would get me a, a light that it like fits in like the palm of your hand and you press the button and there's like a little tiny bulb that turns on <laughs> and he got me that every time <laughs> i saw him that's really and i always just lose them like two days later <laughs> and it's just like oh here here's another one so if you just like accumulate all of those that i've lost i'd have like 20. man that's awesome at least 20. in the past i've gotten my mom like plants and she's liked those, but I'm on like three birthdays in a row getting plants. Yeah, like, I think you got spice. That's, that's yeah. kind of a chore at that point. Well, so she has a lot of plants and she likes them, and I like and I know her like taste in plants. 
She likes mm. ones that don't have flowers on, which I think is cool. I think green's, green's yeah, a good Yeah, I, I love green plants. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I give, give is always like a thing where it's like, it's like, okay, I can enjoy this. Like, I'm going to s- sit down and think for a bit on like, what could this person want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like historically we've had very good gifts to each other. Like, because I, I think some friends are just like, it, it works out that they give each other good gifts. And then some, it's like a separate like, type are, of chemistry. What are our gifts? Uh, you got me the pro controller. I got, yeah. And you always give me those cute little stuffed animals, like the finger puppets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I like, those in my room. I like giving people stuffed animals. Yeah. And then I got you, like, the boxing gloves yeah, and the, the Yankee. Yeah, the gloves and the Yankee. Yeah. The Yankee's pretty good. The gifts are like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to give oh, hell yeah gifts, like, 100% of the time. The Pro Controller was a hell yeah. It's, I, it feels so good. That's it feels awesome. so much better. I, I, I got it because I was like, I know Asher will use this and like this. But yeah. he's probably just not like, oh, I'll buy it for myself. Ex- yeah, exactly. And then and then I hid it in his room so that, like, not on his birthday, but, like, time after he finds it. And it's like, aww. <laughs> but you had to tell me it was in there because I didn't find it, even though I, like, was looking at the hiding place. <laughs> I'm I'm so bad at finding things. I literally, like, he hid it in my closet, like, underneath some clothes. And I opened the closet Got some like got Move the clothes. got an article of clothing and didn't see it. <laughs> and then the other day we were playing a game and we were missing a couple of the pieces. Yeah. And so we just we just played like without the. It's not necessary to have those. They're like different rule sets or whatever. So we just played with a different rule set. But then when we played yesterday, you came and found... I came downstairs. They were on this table and like the box was on this table. Yeah, I I looked right at that spot when I like I just I can't find things like they were right here that's awesome you wanted to talk about poker oh yeah they I don't know if it's because my cards like expires this month now but they like coinbase like canceled my like information or whatever like i had to sign up again oh did did you never verify no i verified i verified on coinbase not on ignition but But did coinbase or ignition cancel on the coinbase that's weird yeah because they they like don't accept pnc anymore i guess no they accept mine that's so weird maybe i'm like maybe it's because maybe it's because it expires this month but i i was trying to play on june 30th mine expires next month okay so i gotta get a new one soon but yeah, so now I'm now I'm all antsy because I can't play poker. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll play poker later. Yeah. No, it's a uh, big Bitcoin's expected to crash next month. Why? How can you expect it? You, it's I, like it's you, yeah, it's how you project things. So right now, uh, it was going up for a like it crashed when the virus hit, mm-hmm. and then it went up. And then it's been stabilizing for a while, mm-hmm. and now it's the point where it's like over stabilizing. So they think it's going to shoot down. That's. But if people think it's going to shoot down, then wouldn't it shoot down? Well, but not yet. 
So they think it's coming. But it's if, like the, but it's if like you the think, weather. but if you think that it's coming, then you should like sell now. No, but it's not like the uh, the people in the market think it's coming. Right. The people in the market think it's going to go up a little bit more before it shoots down. Okay. But like analysts are like it. Yeah, but it, it it could still be going up, but it could shoot down any day over the next couple of weeks. It's about like the threshold. That's crazy. that's that's why in like all those uh, like New York movies, if they ever go to like Wall Street or whatever, it's like Trading Places or whatever. That yeah. scene where they're at this, where they're all at the stock market, and they're like waiting for the clock to tick like six oh seven or whatever, huh. thing, and then everybody like buys and sells, and it's like chaos in like science silence to complete chaos in like that's a second. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how I always. Because normally, it. <laughs> normally when it does get to the point where it's like overstabilized, like any stock does this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reactionary part where it either shoots up or shoots down. So then it's on analysts to project: Will the shoot be up or down? And they don't expect it to go up as mm-hmm. there's still pandemic trouble. Mm-hmm. Man, I have so many opinions on stock markets. The weird thing about the stock market is it's only open for like six hours a day. Yeah. But like, people people keep projecting even when it's not open. Yeah, they'll project overnight, but you can't buy or sell. Overnight. That is weird. Yeah. So it's like for a very like. Well, but there has to be someone period. to like accept the money, though. I guess. So so I'll, is it just like when those companies are closed? Well, I think a lot. I don't of, think that they count in like project like so you can like put in a trade that says this will go in right when it opens tomorrow yeah but they don't count those in the projections they count what people think correct because the people projecting don't have access to those Mm -hmm. but then uh like because the way stock trading works is you don't normally when you're buying in the stock market uh not all of your purchases are from one person to another person like sometimes like the company of the stock will set up a side fund of like shares that will be used in trading if people want to buy one from that fund or sell back to the fund. So the stock market will handle a lot of transactions from like people to company directly. The um so there are like these investment loops that happen in stock markets a lot of the time. So like before the Great Depression, um like investment became one of the main means of getting money where it's like if you have a lot of money you don't then you don't like start a business with that you invest it into other businesses Mm. to like pay you back dividends um and that creates like a not a bubble but like a glut in the like money supply where most of it's inside of these businesses and so these businesses are like literally worth like trillions of dollars because of the trillions of investment, not trillions, hundreds of billions of dollars because of the hundreds of billions of investment, but they don't like produce hundreds of millions of dollars. They've just been but given they hold that. Under it. Exactly. Like and they that's have what, like causes crashes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the like they will eventually start running out of money and it becomes clear that like, oh, like unless we get more investment then like we're gonna keep hemorrhaging money and then people don't invest in them because they're losing money and that's not been like well documented. Yeah. And then everything crashes so like yeah yeah. so like really bad companies give like the clearest examples of this so like like you know do you guys know about WeWork Mm -hmm. it was this whole thing where it's like public co-working spaces so they buy up office spaces and then you rent it out if you're like a freelancer oh I see so you can just like work with a bunch of other people in an office um that's cool yeah but like it was a really badly like designed business model and like the rents don't match up like they bought like really expensive office places that were kind of like 
they were more luxurious and they were practical. Like a lot of places in Manhattan, like they're not a practical place to have an office, but you do it so you can be in Manhattan and it's like cool. Um, but like it, that's like also in like every other company too. Like the auto industry was a big example of that. Like during the 2008 crash. Yeah, my dad always told me buy stocks with dividends because like every like three months he'd receive like a hundred dollar check from Ford or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's money that's like it's essentially just being routed straight from investors to you because the investors are not going to make a long term profit on it. Like investors will make back like a 10% profit if the economy is going well and they'll lose all the money if the economy doesn't go well. Um, and so in the great depression that kind of all hit at once where it's like it, it, money gets invested and then the money goes to rich people that then reinvest in those companies. And then that's when the big hit happened. And it's like, we are now at that point again, where that similar like investment is now again, the main means of getting money. And like, it's not about like income inequality. It's about like wealth concentrations, not like between people, but like how much wealth is concentrated in just being like in the war chests of the big yeah. companies. I think it, <clears throat> it's really funny that uh, after the Great Depression, like in the recovery period, one of the, the I think it was like FDR every day would have to like set the price of like gold or whatever. Like yeah. Yeah percent that it was like manually yeah like That's... he would he would have to declare it and what it, he'd be given ranges of like oh it's between this percent and this percent but he needed to say an exact number mm -hmm. so he'd just be like yeah i guess it's this number today and it would just be a kind so of weird. random number do you know about the brazil currency crisis thing no they did a similar thing but even more wacky it was so, like they had hyperinflation right like the money was just worth nothing and it like they couldn't control it and so the economists and the government were like, okay, we're going to figure out a way to solve this. And so they, like, by government mandate, they had people start putting on two price tags on everything. One that was, like, the real price and the money that they have now. And one on, like, a new made-up currency. Wow. And where, like, it's, like, other, that bad. Yeah, like, so the made-up currency stayed the same every single day. And the hyperinflation one, like, kept speeding up and speeding up. Um, they did that for one month where just, like, bread was one... Uh, what's the Brazilian currency? I don't know. Uh, one, I don't know. One Brazil. And then, like, a car was, like, 10,000 Brazils. And then you always knew what that price was, but you didn't know what anything else was because it was changing so fast. And at the end of the month, they just, like, said, okay, you can turn in your money for this, at this like, set exchange rate, and it just worked. That's like, Yeah, like, hyperinflation just stopped because they, like, like, really, like drilled into people's head that like bread is worth one dollar and like <laughs> that's, that's all that's wild yeah it's all smoke and mirrors how recently was that i don't know like 90s maybe, maybe that's earlier. Crazy. i have no idea yeah. yeah it's just like one of those like what if everybody in the world just like woke up <laughs> and decided that like this problem just like didn't exist anymore yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very constructivist Yeah, but I just want to get back on. Rest of all in season four. Greatest season I've seen. I have, I don't understand people who don't like it. I'll all this, all this press about it being trash. Hogswash. Hogswash. I'll check it out. Maybe it'll be convincing. Just like, I, I see it as like, the original show had high critical praise and low public support. 
And then they come out with something that has high critical praise, but low public support makes them change it a second time. <laughs> it's messed up. But yeah, like season five, I just think everyone's like outgrown the characters. Mm. Like they know, like yeah, oh, this true. is kind of what the character is, but I just I don't I don't remember what they do in these yeah. situations anymore. That's true. It's like flanderization that they like didn't really know where people like what direction people were going in at any point did you see the other uh, tv reboot news no what they're rebooting beavis and butthead for quote-unquote a Live gen action. z generation uh, <laughs> that sounds awful i just maybe i'll be surprised I, I have very low expectations for a <laughs> Beavis and Butthead with for a Rick and Morty anything. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows what Gen Z is about. Everyone it's like we just like people jumped the gun on millennials and they like started trying to qualify them when they were like twenty five. Mm-hmm. Like Gen Z people are not even adults and yeah. you're trying to like define them as a gen like the like generation defining moments like maybe haven't even happened yet for them. Yeah, like it's like the Manny and why it's a terrible (laughs) (laughs) against police brutality. Yeah, or it's it's like the biggest thing that happened to Gen Z was uh, India got banned from TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Historic. Where like the millennials were like nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, like they're all gonna get drafted for our war with Iran. I don't know. Gen Z has Gen Z has coronavirus now. That's true. That's, that's, that's significant. That's, that's significant. That's that's completely different than other generation defining moments. Though. Yeah, but that's what makes it a generation defining. But it's moment. so much lighter. Well, but do you think like communi- communications like... are so superior now that it's just like Gen Z just has all these things, and it's not a career defining moment anymore. They just understand that like so many tragedies happen like across the world. Yeah, that nothing's mm-hmm. like as startling. But anymore. like, yeah, seeing like Columbine happen, yeah. and then. Just the next couple days, like the, for the next month or so, everyone's like, "That that's the only significant thing in news right now." Well, but that, that whereas Gen Z to... is like the coronavirus happens and they're well equipped for it, where all of the yeah. other tragedies are stuff people weren't equipped for. Right, but that's just that's because huh. they're exposed to it too. So right, much, like know? that is generation defining in its own way, right. where it's like the fact that that generation's response to something would have been more like muted or like subdued. Like, that's significant. Like, that's you're making, like, a generation of nihilists. Or, like, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't think it's more subdued, though. Not subdued, like... No, I think it is. Like, sub, like numbed, I guess. Yeah. Where it's, like, they... Are... Well, it's numbed on a personal level, yeah. I feel like. But not in how much you talk about it. But, like... For sure, yeah. A personal level of, like, the coronavirus's effect on people is appreciating communication more. Where, like... The public response to 9-11 was Muslims are bad. Right. Yeah. Like, it's such a lighter response. I think it might be too early to say that. I think that we might underestimate how much this is going to drive distrust in government. Like, I think that like, I think it is very possible. Distrust in government has been going for a... It's, it's been a slow burn, though. I don't think for it's... For sure. Like, I, and but I, I, think that this... I like to think of the moments as, like, a very quick... But having Sharp such a, like, having such a, like, numerical measurement of how we are failing compared to the rest of the world, especially when, like, we all knew the whole time exactly what had to happen, like, 
it was not unclear exactly what had to happen. Like there's an entire field of study based around knowing what to do if something like this happens. The fact that like it just didn't happen. I think I think that's like a Vietnam War level well, I think of it like happened, driving distress. It happened in a lot of places that weren't America. I feel like it happened, but not near like the death rates, like like the curves. But like in every country, I think of like generation dividing defining moments for the past couple of generations is like 9-11 Vietnam War um, World War II and Great Depression Mm. and like even though those things took place over a long period of time like the moment like the moment that it started was a very very quick shift where it's like the Great Depression money isn't worth anything today. We woke up. Right. And it's well, have you, World War like, Two. We woke up. Pearl Harbor was. Have you heard of that idea that like, as as time goes on, it like accelerates. Like there are more things that, that happen like yeah. in a perceived time period, just because like that's just what like the overall like gross uh, like information intake but, is but just like, like it gets bigger. So that, that's like, what I'm saying though. Like I think the generation like, defining moment. Yeah. For now, like in the past, it was something that would take place then and then a shorter amount of time and then a shorter amount of time. And then now it's like, oh no, the generation old moment takes place over a longer time period. I think if you Like the moment itself is longer. I think if you looked at the examples that you gave, it might be more similar than you. Like, well, I think no, no, like they they had a long change, but like they started very quickly. Well, the aggregate well, like, change the is the same. The aggregate change is the same, but like they experience it all in like a shorter amount of time, right? Whereas like in the Middle Ages, the strife of like the plague was extended over like three hundred years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so, like take all that pain and condense it to like a week. Is like kind of what. Yeah, but with I like the know. Vietnam War, that was a that so, was a very slow beginning. Like yeah, we started yeah, off like barely. Yeah. Like we started off like how we're involved in like Pakistan right now. Right. Like you wouldn't have even heard about it if you weren't like a news buff. So like, uh, like the Great Depression was like a day, and then it lasted ten years. Right. And then World War Two was like a month, and then it lasted for like five years. Right. I see. And then the Vietnam War was like a couple months, and then lasted for like three or four years. And now like. Right. The coronavirus, the period of like, oh, it happened, and oh, it's over, is like overlapping. Yeah. Mmm. That's interesting. Well, but it's like the it's like the attention span, and like the amount of information intake is overlapping, but they like cause each other. You know, That's like true. being exposed to so much inter- information shortens your attention span because you only have the same amount of space to like process it. And then the amount of time like compounds back on. Yeah, like, yeah. Like on any given news site, you'll have both articles about how the coronavirus is like finishing up, and other articles about how like it's getting worse in the U.S. right now. Right. Like both of those are existing at the same time, like in a single day. Yeah. But also, like it almost benefits them to keep, like it benefits news sources to keep making stories out of something. Oh yeah. So sure. do, you think, do you think it has to just do with that deal? For sure. So before America shut down, like in January, around that time period, I had a lot of conversations which I was like, the coronavirus thing that's going on in China right now is really weird because all of the news is hoping more people die. Like the people who are reporting their whole job is hoping for a worse outcome while all of the public is like, our thought should be we're hoping for the best possible outcome. Mm -hmm. And the news itself is like, we're hoping for it to get worse. 
Yeah. And then and it got worse, and then it's like, okay, now we have to continue talking about it. Yeah. And, like, foreign relations play into that, too. Like, people were... People wanted it to get worse because they were rooting against China. Like, not because they wanted, like, Chinese people to die, necessarily, but because they wanted... They wanted the country to have a bad response. Yeah, they wanted the CCP to, like, show that they are, like, an inferior form of government by fucking it up. But, like, they had the best response of any country in the world. All news is propaganda. <laughs> That's true. It's... It's also... One thing I found very funny was... In America, the coronavirus happened, and then our entertainment sources switched to, like, oh, uh, this thing that was created during the virus specifically for entertainment. Where in China, because the response was so quick, like, they just didn't have any entertainment sources. Like, the TV just was only showing reruns. They had nothing saved or cached that they could Mm -hmm. show now other than news. So people started just watching a live stream of construction. Oh, yeah. Building one of the hospitals for it. And then they, like, named like different TV. construction videos and <laughs> gave them all lore. And then they would go online and be like, oh, you see, this truck was flirting with this truck. And, like, <laughs> they cre- the people created a general consensus show where, like, in America, it's like, well, I guess I'll see what somebody at home is doing on their Zoom call. Right. I don't know. I feel I feel like that's almost like a general generational way of how to handle your problem. Like that seems like a Gen Z way of like coping with things that are going on. I just like China's response way better. Yeah, yeah. I I really appreciate because our our last moment like that was uh, Twitch plays Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. people created lore. Right. Ugh, it's so sad that that's like the last time. Has there been anything like that? I feel I like sure the longest time ago. Because like, be like something. internet drama for the younger people is like a small <laughs> version of that, but something big scale is I think Twitch plays Pokemon. Right, because it really was like it's literally making a narrative like, of like randomness. The crazy thing I realized, I looked it up. You do you know how long the Pokemon game lasted? It was like three days. It was like three. Yeah, it was like three days or three weeks or. Like a week or something. That's insane. But there's so but like, much that happened. In my memory, yeah. in my memory, I'm like Twitch plays Pokemon went on for two months. Yeah, that felt like an yeah. like an epoch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a little world. They're making a little world. Like it's all these people trying to just like make a world work, you know. Yeah. And you have to make stories out of things and create rules by which the world. Like it's, it's just so cool. Yeah. Like, I still go and just reread the story of Twitch plays Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm so not watching funny. the video. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Reading like, but it's so it's so funny like all the stuff that they came up with. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They name like because there's a bunch of coincidences that just lended to a good story. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. the bird being called Jay Leno. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's just like oh, there's the overnight fossil is God. Yeah. There's a there is a heaven and hell in this world of a '90s video game. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. That's like what people are doing in Minecraft now. Like they're recreating the entire world in Minecraft how they want the world to look. Like there's there's like a cat girl Chipotle in the one to one replica of the world <laughs> right now. That's incredible. It's like it's amazing. I found out the other day. So Ann Arbor, the Ann Arbor Library has a public Minecraft server 
which is like a recreation of Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. Like that's they have like crazy. all of the roads in that, and they're like, "Community, come build your houses in our Minecraft world," yeah. and anybody can log onto that server and walk around Ann Arbor. That's incredible. It's so fucking funny because like the downtown area is like pretty good recreated. Like the university campus, like oh somebody built this building, but then like our home and like other homes way farther out are like oh it's just a blank plot of land. <laughs> I think there's a house here. That's awesome. You think they got the snake for our house? They, I don't. I don't think they have our house, or I think it was like something that like a six-year-old child just put random colors down. I'm surprised City Hall didn't put our house in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast. The City Hall. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think we did last we, time. We did. Okay. We, yeah. yeah, maybe. It's the police. Apparently ruled a verdict on our house that we didn't know was being opinionated on yeah, months ago. The city council talked about, and not it. just like our property, but like us as people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a close one. That's so. It's so bizarre finding out that there was a ruling on your rights as like Noah Tappan, and I didn't even know I was being used <laughs> as an example. Yeah. Yeah, I could go. To Super I can't believe you can like try someone without them even knowing about it <laughs> yeah I mean, it's not like a trial it's just like a you know they what, what are we gonna it. do about it yeah, yeah and it's then like they just would... decided nothing because we can't <laughs> yeah like you couldn't have decided defended the other yourself way, we would have learned out of nowhere oh we were decided upon yeah right and then been called in that would have been bad yeah <laughs> like they would have given us the opportunity to like give our voice but instead oh, they're right. like oh we're not even at that step yeah that's awesome Easy. Sorry. You're good. Sorry. Sorry. It's good. It's we're, uh, we're not ADR. talking right now. Okay. <laughs> I think that might have been one of our best conversations on the podcast. Really? Which one in particular? The uh, ge- what defines a generation? Yeah, I, I we could keep going on that. I just felt like we like a lot of subjects will be like, oh, here's a subject, and that we like really got into like the nitty gritty. Yeah, we're like, we are all, all three of us are waiting to talk. <laughs> like, that's a discussion that people would want to be interested in hearing. Yeah. I don't yeah, listen I to podcasts that much, I got nothing to compare it to. <laughs> but I'm glad it, it was a good conversation. I think, I think listeners will like that. Cool. I think, I think the Vietnam War is an interesting case because people were very into it at first. Like, I think that if you see the Vietnam War as a generation-defining moment, like, a big part of that definition is that, like, you wouldn't have been able to tell what the definition was at first. Like, if you if you were like, Vietnam War, this is huge, this is going to define the generation. Like, in those first two years, you would have thought you that the definition, yeah. you would have thought that it would be, oh, we're going to have a mm-hmm. new generation of commie haters. Well, but I think, that, I think the moment it happened was LBJ's re-election. Like, like the, up, the upcoming idea that he could run for president again. Because yeah. initially, like, it was like, oh, some people don't like it. And then it was like, oh, the most synonymous chant is LBJ, how many kids will you kill today? Right. Like that. And then once that starts being there, then people are like, oh, I guess this is a real thing that a lot of people think about. Yeah. And then I think that the 68 Democratic Convention, like, totally blew that up. The like, one in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they, like, banned the... There's an anti-war candidate that was, like, about to win. And they were like, the convention was like, okay, we're actually going to have, 
what, what the uh, LBJ's vice president? Uh, yeah, uh, I can't. Think of uh, he, uh, nothing. Um, can't think of the name. Some some guy, George McGovern. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like they gave this like flaccid LBJ like who like he's more conservative than LBJ, and like that was the person they were gonna run for. And like he ha- he wasn't even running. Like he he got zero votes because he wasn't like trying to get it. So then um, the Republicans just got a landslide of Nixon, who'd been trying for years to be president. Yeah, because like no like, it, it's like it's like Bernie times ten. It's like Bernie if like they actually did steal the election. It's like if Bernie if Bernie won the election and they said actually we're bringing Hillary back. Yeah, like that's that's, that's how that's it was. So nutty. It's I like even it's like if Ted Cruz was the Republican nominee for like five times didn't win and then the Democrats just didn't have an opponent so he won on his sixth time for president. <laughs> yeah. Insane. <sighs> yeah, and then after that they like put it in the rules that like you do have to get elected but then they have like super delegates that like mm-hmm. can swing elections. Can force somebody. And then I elected. think in 2016 they like got rid of super delegates. Basically. No, they kept them, but they like changed the weighting. Uh-huh. So they had, so instead of a very significant swing, they had a just slightly significant, very significant swing. <laughs> That's insane. So they just like they couldn't figure out how to like gerrymander their district. So they're like, we're just gonna skip the middleman. We're just gonna <laughs> add like five percent to our candidate. Yeah, it was like, we we used to give 20%, now we're going to give 18%. It's <laughs> insane. Oh, I've decided, uh, this is the first podcast since mm-hmm. this, I've decided I'm not going to be going to school next semester. Taking a gap. <laughs> That's big. Taking a break, yeah. How do you feel about choice. that? Um, I feel good about it, uh, because the mindset I got in was, I've always told myself, after I get out of college... I'm not going to go into the workforce. I'm going to use my knowledge from college to try and create my own business. And then I'm like, well, the because of the way the school's handling the virus isn't the way that would benefit from me if I stayed in school. Mm-hmm. I will just start one year early. And mm-hmm. just in the fall and next year, I'll try and like create my own business and all that. So I'm just starting early. And I'm like, well, it's what I always wanted to try and do. I'll just try and do it right now. I think that's really smart, especially like. I think it's the right if, choice. I just have to follow through. Yeah, yeah. If you're not going into the workforce, I think it's the right choice to like, like work around your education in the way that like actually educates you the most. Because like the degree isn't what matters mm-hmm. if you're applying your knowledge like, yeah. in your own way. Like I, since freshman year, I always considered just not graduating because or not not paying for the last semester. Mm-hmm. Because the penalty if you don't pay for the last semester is they don't give you the piece of paper that says you graduated. Like, <laughs> as long as I can get the knowledge from the semester, I won't need the paper. But then the backlash was like, well, my parents would be happy if I had a degree, mm-hmm. if I had a paper. So I'm like, well, now it gives me an opportunity where I can come back to get the paper and still try. That's awesome. It's like a win-win. Well, that's cool. I, I it's 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 a quote in the ages from the ages. Martin Luther King used it once, but it's like uh, tra- tragedy is the catalyst of opportunity, or something mm, like that. Yeah. And I've always thought like, well, yeah, like bad stuff can happen, but as long as you respond to the bad stuff in the best way possible, you become a 
it it, it can outweigh the bad stuff. So like, everybody's like, the virus sucks, it's bad. And I'm like, well, I'm going to use it to my strengths and have it be a benefactor for my life. That's cool. That's just like survival. That. It's like adaptability almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a philosophy. You might like this because you like to philosophically analyze it. <laughs> but something I've always tried to live by is just like, is there a thing that people that happens and people are like, oh, this is a sad thing. What joys can I take from it? So, like, one of the, like, very simple cases is, like, at a very young age, I I was like, I like rain. A lot of people are like, oh, it's raining, it's sad, we can't go outside. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, when the rain happens, I'll be even happier because I'll get in the mindset that it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. This is the second time I've said this in the presence of you, but it's it's a very Buddhist idea. It's like that you find suffering in your meaning, and or meaning in your suffering. <laughs> yeah. And life is just it's suffering. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I think it's the one of the most positive ways to look at things. It's why I like to think of myself as on the border of chaotic evil or chaotic neutral and chaotic good. On the border. That's cool. That's like chaotic utilitarian. Like sometimes I can do chaotic things that might be evil, but when I'm conscious, I'll try and do the good things. That's cool. As opposed to Two Face, who chose to be unconscious the whole time. Because <laughs> I, I, I would like to think that Two Face, the Batman villain in lore, is a chaotic neutral character. It's not innately evil. He mm-hmm. leaves it to fate to choose if he will do an evil or a good thing. But like, but taking still... that gamble is still kind of taking like... that gamble is what's identified as evil. But I think it puts his personal ideology in neutral. That's true. But I think if like, so if he was just going to kill someone, like if that was already going to happen, and he was like maybe iffy about it, no, no, and no, that's then not he how flipped... he works. No, that's no, no. But like, if that's how it was, and then he flipped a coin, I think that would be chaotic neutral. But I think he's like going in flipping a lot of coins. And he's like killing he... way more people than average. Like most people don't have that many opportunities to maybe kill someone 50-50 chance. <laughs> I think that like, yeah, that's you... true. Yeah, that's just from like an impact on the world standpoint. Like he's he's that's still a lot of people you're I, killing. But it's like I think that's kill. that's the evil side of him. And like <laughs> not killing isn't good. But like leaving it to chance, <laughs> leaving it to chance like compounds that. It's like an internal. No, no. He it's a it's a probability thing. Like, probability <laughs> lands on a normal distribution. So when he's flipping the coin flips, like, you're 50%. He knows in the long term he'll be neutral, but these first couple of years, he's pretty high on the side of evil. But he's not, like, <laughs> but it's like if a normal normal distribution didn't have, like, another side. Because he's not, like, saving lives. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe, Maybe he he'll will flip the coin and to start saving himself. <laughs> yeah, okay. like... If you murdered 10 people, <laughs> How do you repay your debt to society? Um, in a in a moral way? No, you have to you in have to save way? ten people who are dying by some other means no, than yeah. yourself. Yeah. In a, in a, you get like holding on to someone's head and be yeah. like, yeah. I saved uh, your life by not shooting this gun." And it got a, me in a good mood. In a physical Darwin kind of way, you just have to have ten children and raise them to be <laughs> no. That is absolutely not the way to go. The math checks out. You're right. You have to have 
12 children. No, you have to have zero because, children. Because, no, 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 no. In like monthly... Because if you don't have any children, then there is a 0% chance that you will give birth to someone who will kill people. No, <laughs> you gotta have to take the normal distribution. No, you that. don't. No, you don't. You have to give birth to 12 good children, and not 10 if you kill 10 people. Because in the animal kingdom sense of monkey kind of way, uh, you have to first... Your first child is your own life. Your or your second is your partner's life, and your third is a new life. Is that how monkeys work? If you have three <laughs> monkey children, I don't think you can be faulted by oh, Darwin for killing another. I see monkey. what you mean. Where it's like because you're the gonna species die. population is still growing. Wait, so is your position that dying is as bad as killing someone? Like morally speaking, not morally speaking. Morals, you have to save people dying by other means. But by Monkey Animal Kingdom, by uh, survival, by survival, yeah, you have to, you have to have preserve. You have to like preserve. You yourself. you strip the morals and you bury uh, living things down to numbers. Word word. <laughs> so both. Well, there we already, already, already that monkey. But what I'm saying there is... There already is like a morality that well, I'm those things down to For numbers. society to think of Two-Face as good, he has to save people. But Two-Face, a man who has given up morality, he just has to procreate. And well, so Two-Face two in his, is in an his ideology is chaotic neutral, but as perceived by other people is chaotic evil. So are you saying that all animals are chaotic neutral then? I'm I'm saying animals like would everything I'm saying animals can't to themselves aren't evil. But I yeah. think the whereas evil... people with morality can recognize something I'm doing is evil. But that's just cuz animals good and evil can't. are like a human construct. But yeah, that's like what I'm like saying. Evil animals neutral good are at that level of morality. Evil neutral good right. are measures of morality. And Two Face's whole thing was not uh, to be a good person, but to be a good animal. Like he <laughs> took a step. Yeah, back. he's he's the original and prim. <laughs> Besides the monkeys themselves. <laughs> I I don't know why Two Face wasn't running around in a monkey costume. Yeah, <laughs> he was the real. Well, he, he almost did. He almost 50, 50 did. chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, okay, here's my take. I think, so, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Morality's subjective and animals don't got it. But I think that's a little, that's kind of like a stickler point. I think that there's like, it's sort of like subjectivity, what's the better movie, like, click or uh, little, what's the little... Miss Sunshine? Yeah, yeah, Little Miss Sunshine. Little Women? Well, what's the, it's, it's Little Nicky. That's another Adam Sandler movie where he plays yeah. the devil's son. It's like, which one of those is the better movie? You don't know. But what's better, like, Click or First Reforms? Like, we, like, it, yeah. like you could say that it's subjective, but we kind of, like, know. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's, sort of like, it's like, animals are, sub like, subjective morality, animals don't have it. But it's like, we can all kind of believe yeah, that murder's click. bad, right? Yeah. Like, murder and, like, killing, killing click another person. Yeah, Click, definitely the better movie. <laughs> Let's get on to so, it. So, now I really want Becky to come on the podcast and talk about her ideas about if animals are conscious or not. 
Did she have one? Yeah, we. That's like one of our longest lasting arguments is if animals are conscious or not. Well, I. Well, what side are you on? First, the first. I I say they are. Okay. So it's like we have these ideas, and it's like you can say that they're subjective, but like really, I mean, there's practical elements to it where you can say this is good or bad. I think we can read that murder is bad, like in any like any case where you're killing someone that doesn't got to be killed. I think that's a bad thing. So if you um, murder so, someone, are you evil forever? No, I think that that's like that action in itself is bad, and like so if like on a moral standpoint, if you could kill two people or just die, it would be better if you died. And He's I think that but it's like if you look at if you look at every one of your decisions that you make throughout your entire life, they're probably going to fall in that normal distribution thing. So you can't really like i mean no. i guess right, like right. the whole the whole population also falls onto that normal distribution of good but or you, evil you you probably are a point and yeah. you can see your your place as a point and other people can see your place as a point yeah. but also like the so, av- the average person will have all their actions fall near the middle of that normal distribution if you took all of that into consideration but i don't think yeah. the normal distribution but, is a coin flip i think people are innately good so I think that okay. yeah. So I think that well, there's the lots of interesting stuff. Okay. There's a yeah. lot of interesting stuff to see. Like this person is moral. This person is amoral. But like just for the purposes of this discussion, I'm like there's no Kantian influence at all. It's like we're not even going to think about what people are, just about their impact on the world, okay. like whether someone is doing good or doing bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so thus... you're right about the normal distribution, like killing two person, two people you could do a lot of good to, like, outweigh that. But let's just say you, like, killed two people. If, the average, to... if the average person were to kill the two people. <laughs> I, I, no, well, I, no, no, no. So, 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 so. I, I see what you're saying. You're, you're saying that my take... Well, I haven't well, gotten to my take yet. No, well, my take on Two-Face being chaotic neutral doesn't... It, it's a take that I can believe, but is not true in the context of the Batman world. Ah. Uh, I think it's I think like chaotic. He is chaotic evil in the Batman world. He, he, and when I'm talking to somebody else, he is a chaotic evil character. But he, I can still think that he does. He himself thinks he's chaotic neutral. But to say he's chaotic neutral, but is, I, I mean, is, most most I, evil people. I I would say that like the Joker most of them knows don't he's think. evil. The Penguin knows he's evil. I, I'm talking about I. The Riddler knows he's evil. <laughs> Does he? Scarecrow does he? Wait, let me. I don't know. Let me get this in. Let me get this in. With the question. Let me get this in. Let me get this in. To answer your question before I get it in, yeah, I think truth is a is a weird thing because like the true thing is that it is subjective and you're right. Um, but yeah, I'd say like in the Batman world, it's like we can kind of all agree that he's chaotic evil. But like you're you're still right. Like they're they're both equally valid. Just one's like a structuralist and post structuralist thing. Okay, my point. Because we can say like we can all agree killing people is negative if like you're you're at if you like kill two people and then you go live in the woods and don't interact with another person for the rest of your life it would be better if you had died instead of killed those two people better if you died before exactly yeah yeah Yeah. okay so i think that all carnivores are immoral i think if we hunted every carnivore into extinction i think it would be a net positive like if we killed all the like bears all the wolves we killed all the birds of prey, except for the vultures. They're cool. Well, we don't know how that's going to have the, a larger impact on the ecosystem. That's true. That's we don't true. know if when we but kill just, those things, other things that are 
quote innocent are gonna also die that's very true that, that, that's a good point that's something that's probably like maybe even outweighs this yeah. but just for the purposes of this thought experiment let's imagine that like the deer population will skyrocket and they'll probably have some negatives like you'll probably have like a malthusian crisis where like some deers die out from like overpopulation but then it like levels out and you just got a bunch of herbivores living in the world with no carnivores forever that would be positive, right? To make every single carnivore extinct. I don't know. I think I think you can justify it on one day, but over a long period of time, the idea is that animals who are carnivores will adapt to be herbivores. So mm. you're fighting against time and fighting against... You're acting as if they're carnivores today, they'll be carnivores forever. Right. Yeah, it assumes too yeah. much responsibility. Like you'd have to have someone who is on like the most superior level of morality or whatever make that decision. Well, like so because I don't think we it's are not because... perfectly moral, we can't say. Well, I don't think it's because carnivores are inherently evil. I think they're inherently neutral. Like you said, like I think that I don't think that any carnivore has any. Had, I don't think they have a bad bone in their body. But I think you can you can justify killing like one wolf because it ate something, but you yeah, can't like... kill out the species because. You're targeting something different. Well, so... You're not seeing it as a sum of its parts. I think, but the sum of its parts is generally going to be... Like, like one wolf in their lifetime is going to eat, like, a lot of deer. Like, that's a lot of probably young ones, especially. It's a learning process. It's, I... I think that just for the purposes of the thought experiment, like I'm with you guys and your 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 thoughts there. Those are good points. Um, but in general, if let's say that it's not even something that we're doing, it's just something that happens. If all carnivores just went extinct right away, I think that that would be a net positive. Well, the thing is, and this is very similar to the do animals have consciousness sort of thing, in that like we're using the morality that we judge ourselves by to judge things that aren't us which is like you can't do that because like is the deer like say a wolf is hunting a deer is the deer going to view the wolf as evil for eating it i i don't think it would whereas in, in... if a deer were to like kill another deer that would be way more easy the... to tell like if a human kills another human is it immoral you know, so, like, I, I think you're right, I, but in the thought experiment... I don't think the deer has to think that the wolf is evil, because I think that's getting into a Kantian sort of perspective. But I do think that the deer would wish, man, I wish that that wolf was dead right now. I wish that that wolf dropped dead no, right now. No, because the deer just sees it as a part of life. I well, don't I think, think the deer would wish anything. I think it's just you, like, I, oh, I don't know if you can say deers, It would try to escape. Is, is I don't know well, they, they want to I don't not know die. if you can say if deers are against dying... Or are content well, of course they're against dying. They're against dying, and I think that they would no, they would be happy with any situation where they didn't die. And I think like even if like we went by that, it's like we don't kill the wolf; that just all deer escape. But it wouldn't those wolves would starve and die in the end anyway. Yeah, but it's a difference between like lamenting your own demise and like actually like having an instinct to survive. Because the deer is not wishing that it didn't die because of the life it has, like, yet to live. And the life that it did live. It just knows that it needs to escape, like, to procreate and stuff like that. Well, I, to I do think deer that, things, not to do human things. I think that's a very, like... I think that that's a very reasonable instinct to have about how animals think. But I do think that 
animals in like it, there's like a spectrum it's there's a lot of thoughts about whether like a central nervous system matters like i don't think that like mm-hmm. i think that if this were, were like a fish i would completely agree with you but i think that there i think that it is too large of an assumption to assume that animals don't like want to live of course like, to their yeah. last breath in a way very similar to humans of like course, if yeah. like people who are like 80 years old and like can't like do not have more life to live like say they're like paralyzed are still deathly afraid of dying and like we can't say that it's fine if they die yeah. just because they like don't have a life to live or even if they like don't like see a life left for them to live mm-hmm. i think that that life is still inherently there's still like a slight reluctance yeah and i'm not trying to like vegan proselytize or anything like i'm trying to keep it like purely philosophical no i i see yeah changing course yeah if there were only herbivores alive do you think some herbivores would become carnivores that's that was my first thought that was that was my first thought actually that's a fully reasonable like i think herbivores (laughs) that are more that have more tools to survive will at some point in time figure out that another tool to that survival is eating their own kind like that's like like cannibalism yeah like people that are on like in an environment where they have nothing else they're gonna like eat each other yeah like herbivores would become carnivores but like do you think it'll be like maybe panda bears will finally realize eating bamboo is stupid yeah and we should eat small animals i think that that's like extremely likely just because of how like the malthusian shit works there like because there's a maximum amount of animals that can live off of a certain amount of food and so like no population is going to grow after a certain point unless one population finds a new source of food and other animals are like the most abundant source of food in this like theoretical herbivore only world. well i feel like that that's like how the ecosystem works like Mm -hmm. everything started out as like herbivores right or Mm -hmm. at least like um like plankton whatever yeah. that stuff that's the same and then thing. and then it like goes towards like, the like triassic period or whatever and then like there are some dinosaurs that will like start to eat others and then like herbivores start to rise again and then carnivores and then herb like it's yeah. just it just kind of goes have you looked at geographical history like, there's so much like, like where geography has changed or like, like i thought there's just like one ice age no, yeah, there's no, like there's, there's hundreds yeah. of ice. It's yes. fucked up. Like there's there's whole periods where like it's defined by like which river flooded first. Like there's a Mississippi period where like in the Bible it's like oh the world flooded and Noah survived, and it's like oh no there's been hundreds of oh yeah the whole world flooded one day. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's so yeah. it makes me just think like global warming. I'm just like yeah it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. it'll flood. Yeah. People will die, and then it'll come back. Yeah. That's what yeah. it does. Yeah. Nothing is yeah. going to be completely destroyed forever. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's the reason like, I think fish haven't all gone to land, is because some are like, well, water is just safer. <laughs> I think you're probably... I, I don't know. I think there's <laughs> dangerous things in the water. <laughs> I, I, think, I think some There's fish, not a shark right there. <laughs> I think some fish have been like, well, there's a shark in the water, but there's lions on earth <laughs> and then in the water it's not like there'll be like a lightning bolt that kills me one day where that could happen on the land i feel like, like at least the environment is, isn't against me it's only pvp <laughs> i think the environment is against the fish we we dump a lot of we dump a lot of shit it's not the environment that's us 
Yeah, we are the environment. PvP. We are their environment. We are not the environment. That is some global warming propaganda. Some climate <laughs> activist terrorism no. shit. <laughs> we, we are nature. Nature is us. No. We are not nature. Nature has decided that we have been a bad part of nature and should be punished. But that's nature does that all the time. Yeah. Where do you think nature makes it Yeah, we gotta just our pandas non nature. But nature's a more sentient body above the living things that are on. We're kind of saying the same thing. (laughs) We're saying people should die, and thus is it immoral for to kill another person. If I had a blonde man in our washing machine right now, is that amoral? Yeah, I think like the the cap of the whole like discussion that we were talking about is that like the whole what we had to kind of go to to even have that conversation is like let's just assume that everything about like nihilism is false. Like we have to assume that our perspectives on good and evil are true, which is like I think it's very likely that we just like our morality instinct is just like a fluke in our evolution, like to get more sympathy from other people and like the whole idea that like murdering is wrong is there because it was probably like ineffective to like murder other people in your tribe and like we shouldn't assume that that's true like maybe people dying isn't even a bad thing like on a higher plane level because obviously people dying are bad like when we well death death isn't bad on like a like, yeah, like on, on a, a level, level that's like even slightly above human well it's like if we're even trying to like have any morality it's it's yeah. like we can all like if we're getting down to, like if we're just trying to be real with it we can say dying like killing people is bad but it's like you're absolutely right that like you don't even have to go that far to be like oh it's that like yeah. everyone dies no even on earth like we are like western culture is the minority in the yeah. sense that like dying is a scary thing yeah well, I, like something I think that is to be, something that is to be feared. Yeah, but, but yeah. like, but there's a lot more like preparation and like, I guess like normalization of mm-hmm. death, like everywhere else in the world. Yeah, I think that's totally true. I had an idea. Yeah. While you guys keep talking, I'm going to take a BuzzFeed quiz. What philosophy I am? I. Oh wait, I want to hear. I, you should you should walk us through it. 